I'm Avery Smith of the Rock Candy Podcast Network, and you're listening to Blessed Are the Binary Breakers, a multi-faith podcast of transgender stories. Hello all, this is just a quick impromptu episode for Good Friday that focuses on anti-Semitism and Holy Week. Not the typical stuff I focus on in this podcast, but I believe that actually acknowledging and dealing with anti-Semitism within our communities is imperative to healing and fruitful interfaith relationships. I mentioned at the beginning of the previous episode how the scriptures that Christians read during this week commemorating the arrest and death of Jesus have fueled violent anti-Semitism over the centuries. But along with gospel readings, we also have to reckon with liturgy, the other documents read during our worship services during this week. Among the most poisonous of liturgy read or sung in many churches on Good Friday is the solemn reproaches of the cross. As Elizabeth Palmer explains in her 2020 article, Thinking About Good Friday During a Pandemic, In the solemn reproaches, Jesus addresses people who have harmed him, and the text has a long history of stirring up violence against Jewish people. Many times over the centuries, in many places, Christians bowed before the cross on Good Friday and heard or sang some version of these words. I led thee through the wilderness forty years, fed thee with manna, and brought thee into a land exceeding good, and thou hast prepared a cross for thy Savior. Then they would leave church, form a mob, and attack Jewish communities. The reproaches are coated in the blood of our Jewish neighbors. They should not be read or sung in our worship, but neither should they be hidden away outside of worship. Those of us who are Christian cannot pretend this text does not exist. I draw from Professor Amy Jill Levine's advice on this topic. Levine is a Jewish woman who has dedicated much of her life to studying the Christian New Testament and nurturing Christian and Jewish relationships. In her article, Holy Week and the Hatred of the Jews, How to Avoid Anti-Judaism This Easter, Levine names admitting the problem as the most effective strategy for resolving problematic texts, above censoring out the anti-Jewish language and even above providing historical context for those anti-Jewish sentiments. Levine writes, We come finally to our sixth option, admit to the problem and deal with it. There are many ways congregations can address the difficult texts, put a note in service bulletins to explain the harm the texts have caused, read the problematic texts silently or in a whisper, have Jews today give testimony about how they have been hurt by the texts, Those who proclaim the problematic verses from the pulpit might imagine a Jewish child sitting in the front pew and take heed. Don't say anything that would hurt this child. 
and don't say anything that would cause a member of the congregation to hurt this child. Better still, educate the next generation so that when they hear the problematic words proclaimed, they have multiple contexts, theological, historical, ethical, by which to understand them. Christians hearing the Gospels during Holy Week should no more hear a message of hatred of Jews than Jews reading the Book of Esther on Purim should hate Persians, or celebrating the Seder and reliving the time when we were slaves in Egypt should hate Egyptians. We choose how to read. After 2,000 years of enmity, Jews and Christians today can recover and even celebrate our common past locate Jesus and his earliest followers within rather than over and against Judaism, and live into the time when, as both synagogue and church proclaim, we can love God and our neighbor. Just as we who are Christian must grapple with the ways our scriptures have been used to incite or justify anti-Semitism, we must also do so with other texts, including the solemn reproaches of the cross. Rather than pretending this document never existed, we have to grapple with it. We have to guide our communities in understanding why it is so evil, and in doing so, we can start moving towards acknowledging and dealing with our anti-Semitism past and present. For this reason, I was glad when my friend Roger reached out to me for help with creating an alternative to the reproaches of the cross for his church's Good Friday service. It's this new text that I bring to you today. My hope is that this alternative liturgy, which includes a well-earned reproach for our anti-Semitism, with examples of what that anti-Semitism looks like in our own churches today, can be a jumping-off point for conversations on this topic. And I definitely welcome anyone who has suggestions for revision or other thoughts on what I've written to let me know. You can contact me at queerlychristian36 at gmail.com. Here is what I wrote. Note that the places with music underneath are meant to be read by one person, while the places without music are meant to be read responsively by the whole congregation. Oh my church, my hands and feet on earth, why do you not heed me on the cross? Answer me. From the moment I shaped humanity from the mud and gifted you with my own breath, I delighted in you and called you good, invited you to serve my diverse creation, promising that as long as you cared for it, it would care for you. Yet you trample my good works under your feet. You consume and consume and consume beyond your need, even while many of your siblings starve. In sentencing your siblings and the land to a torturous death, you sentence me. Oh, my church, my hands and feet on earth, why do you not heed me on the cross? Answer me. I chose the children of Israel as my own, not despite, but because Jacob dared to wrestle me. I chose the enslaved Hebrews as my own, not despite, but because of their littleness, the way their neighbors sought to dominate or destroy them. My covenant with them is eternal. My Torah instructs them well 
on how to love me by loving the stranger, the other, the defenseless, yet you claim your relationship with me negates theirs. You call their testament old, and claim the god you find there is bloodthirsty, barbaric, not the same god. Across the centuries, you have listened to the story of how I was charged by Roman powers with sedition, died on a Roman cross, and then go out and blame the Jews for my death. You have coerced conversion, enacted or enabled hate crimes against my people, you have shunned and slandered them when you ought to have embraced them as your kin. When you reject and persecute my Jewish people, truly, truly, you reject and persecute me. Oh, my church, my hands and feet on earth, why did you not heed me on the cross? Answer me. I so loved you, I wrapped my divinity in frail flesh so that I could share with you both joy and pain, feast and famine, friendship and loss. I so loved you, I accepted Rome's cross to show my solidarity with all whom worldly powers crush, but still you idolize the very forces that brutalized my body unto death. When you regard a flag above a life, and let your siblings perish on the other side of a border you invented, when you wage war against black and indigenous peoples, or look away as they are killed, you also kill me. Oh, my church, my hands and feet on earth, why do you not heed me on the cross? Answer me. Why do you not help me when I cry out in thirst and hunger or nakedness? Why do you not welcome me when I come to you as a stranger? Where are you when I am sick but can't afford care? Where are you when I am abused or contracting COVID in prison? Oh, my church, when? Will you truly become my hands and feet on earth? Answer. Answer me. Holy God, we have no defense. Holy God, do what you deem just. Holy God, redeem and renew us, and we will be your hands and feet. We will care for your creation and show gratitude for its care of us. We will respect your Jewish people, repenting of and uprooting our anti-Semitism. We will learn to recognize your face among persons of all faiths. We will care for the most oppressed among us, joining in solidarity with black indigenous people of color, with the LGBTQA community, with the disability community and all the disenfranchised, uplifting their voices and making good trouble until the needs of all are met. Truly, then, you will be my church, and I will give you strength, and you shall journey 
in the name of God who draws all peoples to themselves.